0: Ain't it a blessing, we made it out of Kentucky after all that happened After the pre-trials, after the status, after them impact statements, after the castle Hey Jr. nigga, ain't it a blessing, we made it out of Lansing after all that happened that bitch, nigga. After Michigan State, after Hubbard, when our mans told on us, them bands they took from us Joy Road, bitch, but the money long it. six mile, brick mile, knock your ass down, pick her up Knock her back down, pull her tracks out, yes, I slap girl, yes, I slap dog, yes, I slap
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I just
0: don't give a fuck.
1: What up? What up? Mike Check One Two. You're rocking with the best known unknown podcast on the internet. It's late to work now. Live with episode number 17. Late as always here in the middle of your week. It's your boy Money Mitch, aka Late Skin Lear, aka Mitch Gaines, aka the Mixed Skin Messiah, aka the Late Skin Lord of the Flies, Daddy Longstroke, aka the motherfucking Clitoris Wrangler, aka the yeah. I'm out of AKs. That's just me, man. <laughs> at MLGainer22, at MGainer22 on one or more social media platforms. I'm here rocking with my man.
0: Only Chris Allen. Not that many AKAs. Just Chris Thomas. Just only Chris Allen on social media. AKA needs some more AKAs.
1: Right, yo, can we get some <laughs> A.K.A. recommendations for my man, Chris? I'm out here sounding mad Dominican and I ain't even
0: uh, You sound like every rapper from the 90s. Oh, that's what I mean. I, no,
1: my, my goal is to be as 80s radio host as possible. Oh. Like, I want, like, stretching Bob Beato vibes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just, like, basement radio, we out here talking mad shit, I don't go fuck who he is, except, like, I'm probably not nearly as thorough as those dudes, so, like, somebody's mm-hmm. probably gonna run up on us one of Like, today, like, we talking about joining Lucas today, like... I don't even know that Jonah Lewis is that tough. He's from Worcester, Massachusetts.
0: Is he from Worcester? Yeah, he's from Worcester. Fuck away, baby. Shout out to your locals. Uh, But, like... and Dude, he... Okay, like, my boy hit me. Everyone, like, hits me out. Was like, yo, who's this dude? Who's this dude? And I was like, dude, I know him from somewhere. And I couldn't remember where I knew him from. But I think he had, like, a track that was bubbling back in the day. Yeah, he he was
1: hot randomly. And then uh I forget what happened to him. And then, uh... He had a new record out this year. Uh, and It's it's like a phone number. It's a 508 or whatever. Mm-hmm. The digits are or whatever. And I like spotted it. I was like, 508? Like, mm-hmm. that's where I'm from. Like, let's go like check that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had some joints on there. Uh, we Gonna Be alright mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite records of 2017. We gonna get into some of our favorite music of this past year doing this year and wrap up stuff here. Uh, but like, that was one of my favorite records of the year. And it's just, like this whole vibe about like this chick he was cheating on, but she held him down when he was like out of work and like all this different shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a dope record. Yeah. Uh, So, first and foremost, our listeners, like, y'all need to get on point, man. We shared this video days before this shit went viral. We got zero shares, two likes. Y'all are weak-ass audience. We need some help. (laughs) Fuck y'all niggas.
0: Dude, this, this, was this this Forever song? He had another song that was, like, popping around here that everyone was talking about. I think it was about, like, either, like, some kid that was getting bullied or something like that.
1: I believe that was it. Joining, so what's weird about Joiner
0: is, like... He,
1: like, he's a lyrical rapper. Like, Mm -hmm. if you listen to a lot of his... Like, he's got bars. Yeah. Uh, And so, just like in any city, like, around here, like, a lot of people will hate on that because it's not, like, popcorn rap or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's also not super street rap. Like, he's a lyrical rapper who's not, like, all that... Like, his bars aren't about gangster shit all the time. Yeah. Uh... And so, and what's funny is a lot of it is, and then he uses kind of his lane, like Mm. his get on, is kind of doing these kind of more conscious, I I almost like it to a a cheap and Joey badass. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being said, like, I like Joyner a lot. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's got like a lane to fill. And speaking of being able to do like those street records, I think... Mm -hmm. In, in my ideal, you know, wanting to put off my local people, mm-hmm. Dave East is going to, like, you know, Def Jam will sign their new president in January, Dave East will start getting some support, Dave East is going to blow up. Yeah. In that lane of, like, this, like, indie street kid who does some mm-hmm. social conscious shit, but it can also, like, straight out rap. Yeah. It, you know, he gets some better beats here and there, you know what I mean? And I think Jordan Lucas has, like, a shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, he definitely, so he, right after he released that, that racist video, or I'm not racist, he released, like, a Monday, I think. He released this song uh, to. It's a remix to Lil Pump" Gucci Gang, yeah. which is like sick Southern beat and like. Uh, but niggas he just love told, that record. Like you not know, niggas, just, kids love yeah, that yeah. record. But dude, this dude, dude Joner Lucas just slaughtered it. i I mean, his flow was like amazing. Like switched up like the like his his flow mid like like mid bar, just like one bar was like speed and then he just slowed it down instantly. Like so much vocal control, lyrical and and had jazz for him. Like it was incredible. I was impressed. I didn't know he was I didn't know he was from out here until you just mentioned that and that. Well, but yeah.
1: So shout out to Jonah Lucas. With all that said, we're obviously fans. We like the guy.
0: Yeah shout out.
1: But so this "I'm Not Racist" video comes out. What what is what is your opinion of the of the the song, the video, the whole thing? I was I was before I get into this. I
0: was I was impressed with it. I think he gave, um, he gave both sides, and, and he he kind of, I, and I think it was his intention to kind of play, uh, almost like a devil's advocate, a, a super a super uh, both. Polar opposites of different issues from like a white guy's perspective of what they think about black people. If you're like super, let's say, white guy that don't necessarily have a lot of friends that are black or don't uh, don't have a lot of education in the culture and so forth, that's probably what you think a white guy thinks. And uh, and I'm sure uh, there's a lot of you're, people- s- you're saying
1: that that's what the black community thinks white people think of them.
0: I think there's a certain section. I think it okay. was his job to. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I think I, he was, I, I, yeah, I think, certain, I think he, he what he was trying to do was play that naive perspective, and I even I even think that that's not truly his perspective. Uh, him being a black artist, and he he took the uh, role of extremely like like hardcore like oh fuck you attitude towards like you know a lot of issues that like. Uh, Black people Young black youth May have Against like A white guy Who don't really understand You know uh, Minorities African american And the struggles And so forth And he just took These polar opposite sides Of it And just put it out there. now I don't even think And I thought It was incredible I think that like uh, Regardless of which End you standpoint Stand on Whether you're like A white guy From rural Alabama Or you're like A black dude From you know Brooklyn, New York You're You've probably has some thoughts overlapping with some of the flows, he says. And maybe it's not your whole point of view, but you're some of those issues, you're like, oh yeah, I thought that. And maybe not this, but maybe that. And maybe not this other thing he said, but maybe that. So, uh, I thought it was. It, it, I think it worked. I think it was. It was to have a conversation to address some of these point of views. Well, on there's, both there's
1: definitely a conversation being had. That's yeah. for
0: sure. and you said okay. So what, what was your feeling on it? So
1: I, I mostly agree with you. I guess so. Some of the, some of the pushback I read and I, I've been, I guess weighing because I, I try to keep an open mind and like I, you know, a lot of people with different perspectives. You know, many people in the world smarter than me. I try to listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, for starters, one of the things I heard that I just can't get on board with uh, mm. is that, you know, he there, there's this theory, I guess, feel, or feeling that he portrayed, you know, the, the black perspective as equally racist as the white perspective. Mm. Uh, and a lot of that comes from, like, some of those bars are just, like, very, like... Intentionally angry, hateful, spiteful bars, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, on both sides. And, mm-hmm. But I, I think listening to that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody obviously as part of the the you know community of color, if you will, mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to ever articulate how I feel about collective quote unquote white people mm-hmm. without me coming across angry at some point. Mm-hmm. There are things that I am angry and bitter about. Mm-hmm. There are biases that I have about white people because of the way some white people, not all, because I've never met every white person mm-hmm. in the world, have treated me and people like me my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be it's it's ignorant to try and portray the black perspective as though that is lost in it. Mm-hmm. My son actually did a remix like a, of his verse Yeah, yeah I heard it. and that yeah, and so that shit was like 100% fuck y'all white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not, like, I don't particularly agree with that. Like, I respect his point of view or whatever. But what I thought, Joyner did really cool, and like I guess as somebody who's of mixed background, like, I have white family, I have white friends. I have black family, I have black friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, it was like, I've heard those things from all sides of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have white friends who have had conversations with me like, yo, why do black people kill black people so often? Mm-hmm. As though white people don't also kill white people at yeah. an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've had those conversations where it's like, well, if y'all niggers could just get better jobs and affirm, you only got into college because of affirmative action. Yeah. You know how many times I heard that in college? I went to state school, bro. I got a scholarship from the state because of how good my fucking grades were, and I graduated in prison. Yeah. Fuck y'all niggas. I ain't getting called about affirmative action. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, those are perspectives that white people hold, and conversely, yeah, like, y'all don't know nothing about fried chicken. I know plenty of white people who know how to fry chicken, bro.
0: Yeah. I you know mean, what I
1: mean? Is- like, that's a bar just to be a dick in fuck white people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, th- there's a lot of shit in there that, like, yeah, like... It's fun to articulate that. It's fun to snipe back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, part, it's part of the feeling. It's part of the emotion of it. And, like, I feel like it's ignorant to ignore that. The other thing that I heard a lot of uh, and a lot of people had a problem with was the white dude's verse coming first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's intentional. I think a lot of that's visual as well. Yeah, that, it's, that definitely th- that thumbnail it's, it's, it's
0: definitely a shock value to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you can't not click that thumbnail. So that's yeah. definitely part of it. The mm-hmm. other thing, though, is, like, is anyone listening to the white guy if he goes second? We're all cutting off that video at two twenty, right?
0: I don't. I think you're. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I let, think... Let, me, let me rephrase quickly. Uh-huh. We're not the
1: people that video needs to reach, uh-huh. so that they can start to have a little more nuance to their opinion on uh-huh. these things. Those people are turning off that video.
0: Yeah, it's definitely you. I mean, he did it. He did it beautifully. You definitely need that because that's the shock element of it. I mean, that's why it's viral, right? Yeah, two point exactly. seven million, three days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that shock element of it, of, of the of the white guy's perspective coming first, uh, is necessarily, because, especially for it being a hip hop song, you a lot of hip hop. People are, aren't going, the, and this is the, this is what I, I like about it because those are the, as you said, these, some of those conversations that you've had with uh, people of uh, white people or other people from other cultures. But those are the conversation they had with you because they felt in a secure place yes. with you. They did have a relationship, able to talk to them about it exactly. Their mind about it. But a lot of people, the reason why that conversation, why his aspect his perspective comes first and why people are attached to it and why you had to have it come first because a lot of people in the hip hop community or minorities have not if they have had that conversation Mm -hmm. they haven't they haven't had it to where the point where like, there wasn't an emotional element and I'm sure this, it, it okay, starts with yeah. emotion, but, but, they yeah. but they had to listen, but they had to listen to it. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but the, this, I mean, I absolutely, this is, it had to come first because you know, it's, it's a hip hop song and, they, they already know if you're a black dude from like from uh Detroit or wherever you've heard the perspective of the black guy well, before because it, you all get, you got that friend who probably says the same thing if you even if you do think differently you know
1: one of the things I I didn't I, I thought about it when I watched it because I wasn't super familiar with Johnny like I'd heard mm-hmm. his music but I didn't, like, it's not like I follow him I don't know what he looks like or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really it didn't stick with me till I saw Jesus Mero played it or whatever and their mm-hmm. first reaction dudes start rapping right mm-hmm. every a lot of people I talked to asked is Johnny Lucas a white guy? Nobody knows who Johnny Lucas is, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And you don't see him for two full minutes. It, I
0: think that's a brilliant choice. It, and then, like, the crazy it, thing is is, like, the white dude's, like, dropping in bombs Oh, stuff like yeah. That. And, like, as soon as it,
1: it, when that it closes with the nigger with the R, yeah. oh, boy. If you don't know who Jordan Lucas is yet, you are losing your motherfucking
0: mind. Yeah, and, but, I'm t- yeah, but like, I knew, like, I knew the voice. I was like, Oh, yeah, me is, too. So but yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, for your casual white hip-hop fan oh, who
1: don't yeah, know who don't Jordan Lucas is, and lives in Kansas City. Yeah. You know what I mean? They saw that video and was like, holy shit, who is this guy? We're gonna fucking kill him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so the other.
0: Uh, my fault. Yeah. No. Uh, my neighbor is right here. Uh, right. I
1: think the other thing that really struck me, uh, I guess I have t- two points on that, is like, to your point about never having those conversations, uh-huh. it is so important to me that that video takes place in what feels like a very tense, almost interrogation like mm-hmm. setting, mm-hmm. but very peacefully. Yeah. No one ever puts their hands on each other. No no one really, like, like, takes any sort of violent gestures towards Mm -hmm. each other. The only problem I had with it is if you're gonna, like, Joyner ends up flipping the table midway through Mm -hmm. his verse. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but for the perspective of the song and the artist, the only one who can flip that table is the white dude, bro. That just looks bad. You can't, like the, in, like, the point of having those debates and those conversations with those people mm-hmm. is because, like, we should be able to have the, the, maybe this is just my inner fucking MLK speaking here, my, mm-hmm. my little Martin on my shoulder, mm-hmm. but, like, you're supposed to be able to have that conversation with anybody up front and mm-hmm. politely and not violently. And that's the only way anyone's mind changes. And that shit, like him flipping the table, really fucked me. Like I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of that. I thought that just like really, like he brought it back or whatever. But that really like took the whole thing off course for a bit.
0: Yeah, I would be interested interested to understand why he put that in there. Me too. Uh, and Tony, if you're listening,
1: I'd love to have you on, bro.
0: Yeah, that'd be dope. It would be interesting. I, it maybe was, it maybe it was to represent that you know how we're minorities are and. I mean because yeah those conversations are needed to to happen and you're supposed to have these conversations more things get done and more things progress as far as like understanding and relationships and so forth you can have these conversations remove the emotions as far as you can and have discussion and dialogue back and forth where people can understand each other and you can unpack these different um, misconceptions and so forth but But it's reaching a point where like things are getting a little bit more tense than they've been in a long time. And it's it's on the it it feels like it's on the back of a lot of the minorities. And there is this 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 it's just like weird confusion and, and, and misunderstanding that like that that people are upset with the fact that people can get so upset with Kaepernick Nat standing for the national and the anthem, but net have the outrage of unarmed American citizens getting shot by police. Mm. Like if if and this is what like I like I've even there's like,
1: a, those are two very pop culture examples to like point out, but like that really speaks to the core of the issue. Like it, both of it, those things are just like glaring examples of the like the dichotomy.
0: And and, and put it like I think if if the other people, non-black people, were as upset, especially like w- white America, was as upset with uh, unarmed African Americans getting shot, hmm. and they were as upset and as outspoken as they were about Kaepernick kneeling. I don't think Kaepernick kneels. I think if I think he doesn't, he I think he wouldn't I, have to. He wouldn't have to because once you see an overwhelming could amount you, of people, could you imagine
1: if Aaron Rodgers kneeled Do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have... And, this is, and, and, and that's where we're... And just, I don't get why it won't happen. Aaron Rodgers seems like a perfectly
1: reasonable guy. I, you can't talk to the black dudes on your team and be like, I get
0: it. I, what I don't understand is... I know he's
1: out right now, for the record. I'm not an idiot.
0: What I don't understand is how people cannot see the the hypocrisy of getting upset with someone for not sending for a national anthem. But be quiet wait, about all these
1: a, raging offenses against our country yeah I mean these are for. human
0: rights issues these are yeah. not just black white issues these are, these are citizen or,
1: <laughs> or in, in, it, I'll, I'll give you a, a great example that highlights this whole thing for me we can talk to a blue in the face while white America doesn't give a fuck about black people dying yeah. right? what, is it, what is it 68 people in Vegas died at a country music festival I'm presuming most of them are white yeah we're not talking about that at all yeah no, not us like person no one you know why? Because we're so scared of gun violence. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we won't even talk about that. We won't talk about the death of American citizens at the hands of a white person. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk for a fucking year about somebody kneeling on a football field. Yeah, well,
0: That's fucking insane. Well okay, I think those those it's a, those are a little bit different because for, for my, my, it, my
1: my point being America, white America yeah. cares more about shaming a black man for standing up for black people uh-huh. than it does even about the lives of their own. Yeah. Even about they, they care more about the life of the shooter, one mm. of their own and protecting the reputation of the white people collective.
0: Um That's scary to me. I think I well, I disagree with a little bit of that because I think that like there's more elements to explain why that we're still not talking about that as long as we're talking about Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I do think there's like an element of Oh, I mean
1: that's what I mean. Yeah, kind of yeah. politics there.
0: There's no controls politics Exactly, of yeah, I and then and, 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 and uh, so I'm I'm it's unfair also, not that, to mention but, the But double. I'm saying
1: like all all those elements are also in play in the Kaepernick thing.
0: Right? Yeah, and, and the Kaepernick thing is uh, one that I think it continues. You're right. There's an element of it that they feel the president that... spoken on multiple times. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's yeah.
1: affecting one of if you know one of the ten largest companies in America. I'd have to assume the NFL is fucking huge.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? and, and and I think I think it, it, it may be even uh a, a it's definitely a distracted mechanism for like politicians to talk about that in order to like steer away from you know other things (laughs) the tax bill and shit like in north korea and all this and and, and all these scandals with you know so testing our
1: artillery meant in a fucking pearl harbor for the first time in half a century
0: exactly yep yep fun times and yeah so um it's, it's it's such it's almost exhausting to keep up with, and is I think it's exhausting the American people, so they can and, and this is probably why because they can like these complicated elements of politics and and so forth they they don't understand and they don't want to wrap their head around it, but they can understand that oh America stand up for the flag and shit like that yeah, so, you know? uh,
1: the simple and it's because it, you were saying it's exhausting like it happens at such a rate. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about this the other day. Like, I think back, you know, you get, like, your Facebook memories or whatever from Mm -hmm. your throwback posts. Mm -hmm. I'll get posts from, like, a year or two ago, like, during, you know, the election cycle and, you know, the earlier parts of the campaign or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts are so much more coherent and in-depth. And it's because you could take on an issue in a week. Yeah. And you could read about it and you could share about it and you could have dialogue about it. And now, dude, like, Michael Flynn got arrested by the FBI and we stopped giving a shit in 24 hours because we passed the... most suicidal tax bill in the history of the country. I know. In the same, like, 48-hour news window.
0: Exactly. So
1: how can you give a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. About what, like, people are like, oh, well, he's, he's downsizing two reservations in the western half of the country. I'm sorry. Call me a bad fucking liberal or whatever. I could give two fucks. Yeah. Like, really, I just don't care at this point. There's too much other shit to pay attention yeah, to. It and really? it's exhausting because shit like that's going to slide. It's, it's, it, Did you know they reinstated the travel ban?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, I had and no, it,
1: no fucking clue to like, earlier this afternoon. There's so
0: many ways going on. I, just, I was just on CNN before you got here, and it's like, the, the, the travel ban, like... right. I that, forgot all about that shit. How, yeah. it's, it's exhausting. Sorry to my Muslim friends, but, like... It's It's exhausting, and it's like... It, and it's like as a, a citizen you're just like okay wh- what do i do where, where do i even start and yeah. i think you know that's that's the one thing that like you almost feel helpless as a, as a citizen you know you're like what is going on with this world with this country and you're trying to figure out there's so much waves of shit getting piled on between the travel ban the tax bill uh uh, net neutrality, and all this shit. It's like, right. w- w- you, you're trying to... You can not get too many leaks in this boat. And, and meanwhile, all of a sudden, somebody
1: pops up in your Facebook feed with a link about the slave trade happening in I Libya, know. and you're just like, fuck me. And then you gotta look at it and like, well, it's, Hillary Clinton's mostly responsible for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I hate to admit that, but like that's the facts of the matter. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it, it is, dude, and it's, it's crazy. You almost like...
1: And so, like, how much you know what I mean? Like, how bad is the world that like there's just no, it, there's seemingly no savior. Yeah, that's what's exactly. terrifying.
0: Yep, exactly. Uh, and it's the common people getting moved like ponds around by by these old, rich white guys decide on what's going. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: I, I am going to take a quick moment here to, to give a free shameless plug uh, because we're sitting here talking about how helpless we all feel. Uh, I know part of the reason I started podcast, you as well, mm-hmm. uh, the reason we want to do this is like, yo, if you're feeling helpless, if you feel like you got got like, to find some way to spur to action, you got to find something to do, uh, I highly recommend there's an app called Comparable. Uh, You can download, it allows you to track all your senators' votes, your representatives and your senators, uh, track what they're voting on, random things that are coming up in the House or the Senate that you definitely wouldn't have been paying attention to and definitely won't be covered in the news. Uh, And it gives, you know, people can, you know, vote their opinions on it, you can read other people's opinions. It's a really great way to kind of track, you know, pulse of, you know, your community, your state and the whole nation, you know, what people, you know, in your districts are voting on, you know, changes that are going to be happening that really affect you. Uh, And then, you know, if there's stuff that stands out to you, be able to go out and, you know, take some sort of action on that. So... I, I will say, I'm, I'm with you. I've never felt more helpless as an American citizen in my life. And I've, I've never felt more exhausted of fen, uh, defending America. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so proud to be an American, and yeah. I always have been. And it has been mostly unquestioned most of my life. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, I have to defend this shit all the time.
0: I, I was having this discussion with someone. I forget who it was. But um, I was like... You remember when you were like young? I'm not sure if you watched like professional wrestling. I did not. Okay, so I, I watched. That whole okay, <laughs> I was like, I grew up in like the golden age of like professional wrestling. Like I watched Hulk Hogan, like Ultimate Warrior, okay, so like, yeah, like, Razor but that shit was real good. When it was poppin'. So it's all, funny you said all my
1: friends over thirty tell me how lit the wrestling was, dude, and I was, just ooh. I'm only three
0: years younger, and I just don't get it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was incredible like it was a golden age like great story writing plot it's just a, a pretty much a, a male soap opera but <laughs> facts i remember when like i when it was just like you could undeniable that like wrestling was fake yeah and it was just hitting was like, oh shit this is all fake and like you're young but you realize well, I, like how old
1: were you in that like i'm just curious
0: i was probably like I don't know, like, I'm guessing, like, 11 or 12. So you're,
1: like, just hitting puberty and found out, every, like, the yeah. thing you believe in most. Yeah, but like my
0: heroes are now, like, this is all bullshit and stage. and Jesus. And and, uh, and so, like, I still watched it for a few years, but, yeah. like, I just lost it for it. I was like, this is... I just, it just doesn't mean as much as to me. That's how I feel like America is starting to look like to me. Yeah. It's like... I just don't recognize it anymore. I, I just, like... I, I used to believe in a lot of this stuff. And it used to it used to mean something. There used to be heroes. There used to be guys who stuck up for us and that and that, that will put their neck on the line and used to and the speeches used to matter and, and 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 you then you figure out oh well no, this is all just bullshit. See, and that's I guess that's where it gets tricky for me, because
1: like on some level I don't I don't think it's bullshit. I think I've known how much bullshit it is the whole time. Mm. It's like there's a certain level of lying you have to do to the public to maintain a, so- a societal
0: order. Some, yeah, some. Yeah, you know I mean?
1: and like to accept that as a citizen is tough once you recognize. Yeah, it. but that is that's just the truth. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a level of shit going on behind the scenes that you and I are never going to understand or know about. I, I agree, uh, and. Now it just feels like somebody's pulled the curtain back, mm-hmm. and I can't believe how foolish it all is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always knew there was a level there, but, like, I could operate on that level. I thought it was, like, an unattainable level, like, the smartest guys in the fucking world. I was sitting no. around jerking each other. Like, no, these are, like, just dumb, over, like, zealous frat bros.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and on top of that, it's, like... It's it's a bunch of different element that f- feels fake. It's not only that, like I, like even 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 like the even like some of the like uh democratic like uh political representative like even when I hear and I, and I, and I'm pretty I would vote more democratic than I do anything else. So I would say I hate to label myself anything, but like I'm more liberal than anything else. Um, but. Even some of the shit they say, I'm just like... Some of it, I'm on board with it. I'm like, oh, that feels real. But some of it, I feel like... I just don't know what to even fucking believe. And I don't believe anything. And it's too much money involved. It's too much uh, image involved. And there is some elements that they have to avoid chaos by selling uh, some sort of order. Or it like there's some control over this chaotic world we live in. But
1: I guess, like, I just... To your point about losing like belief in it, mm-hmm. I have lost belief that the people in charge know which buttons to push. Mm. Like, and, and, and I'm not even saying Obama was that great at this. I think Obama slipped up here and there, and he's a relatively young guy as far as presidents go. Yeah. And like, especially in his earlier uh, his first term, like I thought it was problematic at points.
0: Mm.
1: I thought Bill Clinton was amazing at this. Yeah. Is that like, I don't think Bill Clinton's a good guy you know what I mean yeah. I, I'm fairly certain Bill Clinton's a horrible human being in some elements yeah. but one of the things Bill Clinton does very well is charm people smooth things over and meet people in the middle Mm -hmm. and he would compromise Mm -hmm. and that's what government is supposed to be found on. And so he would find the middle ground with just about anybody who's a charming big fucking jolly guy that everybody Mm -hmm. fucking loved Mm -hmm. and he would talk everybody down off the controversy and a a conflict Mm -hmm. and find a reasonable solution that everybody agreed on at least for the time. Now a lot of those policies didn't shake out well and I think you could say that about any politician from 20 years ago and 40 years ago and 60 years ago and so on. Uh, But I think at the time a lot of them made sense and like did Well for the people You know Mm -hmm. what I mean That was the last time America was in surplus That was the last time Unemployment was at a rate Comparable to where It's gotten to now Post Obama Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like the the Bill Clinton era Was a good fucking era For the country Yeah. And you can slander his name All you want to He's a terrible terrible man Who's probably raped Dozens and dozens of women And God knows what else He's done Fucking children He started wars overseas His wife enabled The fucking slave trade In Libya Has siphoned billions Of dollars offshore There's a lot of shitty things The Clintons have done And I think they are A horrible horrible family with maybe the exception of Chelsea she seems cool uh, I don't know nothing to bother uh, so but like even the worst people at least knew how how to I guess play the audience if you will you know what I mean it feels like Trump just doesn't know how to play the big room and I guess that like that's his personality right he, he's the, the big fish in a small pond who doesn't know how to act in the ocean yeah exactly uh, and now we're just seeing you know fish out of water if you will he's in the ocean he doesn't know how to swim the sharks
0: yeah I, but I think like once, now that, I don't, it, it's almost to the point where, I don't even think you can blame everything. Like my feelings on this probably started once Trump got into uh, the picture, but it was falling apart even like at the end of Obama's term. I agree. Um, but. We have too much information. We have way too much information. It's as
1: simple as that. No he, one was ever supposed to know as much as we know.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: like how do you how do you control it right like how do you control like the outpoint, and like we talked about this before on the podcast and mm -hmm. you know you know fucking street corner preachers that we are here it's like a lot of this just comes down to one simple fact is that in today's day and age in the age of honesty in the age of the internet and you know open material you just have to admit your faults mm. like you, you have to be upfront and honest about what you've done wrong and how you know the actions you've taken to change it and things you want to do differently and it's like everybody's got skeletons in their closet i don't know if it's sexual harassment i don't know if it's abuse i don't know if it's assault i don't know if it's a stick up i don't know if it's family trauma if your family used to be involved in the kkk if your family used to be involved in the panther somebody's got something controversial on you that is just the fact the only way to live nowadays is to get out ahead of it and then also change that i've I've said all my life, I make a million and one mistakes, mm-hmm. right? I've made very few of them more than once. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to make every mistake once. Yeah, yeah. You know that's why you know for all for all the shit all these people get in Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. Yeah,
0: he t- get another chance, t- probably.
1: It, and part of the reason for that is his apology. Yeah, he came right out and said these things were wrong. Here's why I thought them at the time. Mm-hmm. My privilege on very many levels allowed me to think that this was okay. Mm-hmm. This happened, you know. I've thought about this long and hard over the years. It is part of my content moving forward, as you would see in his new movie. That's not going to ever see the light of day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not that I would defend Louis C.K. I think what he did is reprehensible. Mm -hmm. At the same time, like, what more do you ask of people if everybody's flawed? That's the thing. Like, we're all acting like we're flawless. Every single one of you has something in that closet. I don't care if you're admitting to it
0: or not yet. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I i, I, I can't. And that's
1: terrifying for me. I have a billion things in my closet that I haven't shared yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's fucking scary. But, like, that's the world we're going to live that's in. That's the
0: world. I mean, you almost, you're forced to be transparent in this day and age because everything that happens in the dark is going to come to light. And you almost, once you do this shit, you almost should just be like, all right, dude, this is going to come to light eventually. Um, so now these, these uh, politicians who thought this would never come to light are, are facing getting their feet put to the fire. But with that, that stability that these lies were created to to balance. Yeah. Is eroding. Is eroding. And, and almost, this is why, uh, you know, a Trump gets into office, but it's, it's making it fucking worse. It's almost like... Well,
1: well I think what's happening is we, we're fragmenting trust, right? Mm-hmm. Now everybody, with so much out there and so many voices out there, and, you know, voices like ours, for instance, yeah. where people listen to you know what I mean? It's like everybody's got a new place to go to. There's mm-hmm. no shared communal trust anymore, mm-hmm. so there is no... And the people warned about this at the beginning of Trump's campaign. Mm-hmm. He's eroding the idea of fact.
0: Yeah. Because now
1: you don't trust the president, mm-hmm. but you also don't trust the news. Yeah. But you also don't trust your friends. And you also don't trust your family, yeah. So you're re- like, you don't know where to get good information no. from. You're trusting a podcast host. You're yeah. trusting a comedian. Yeah. You're trusting a movie, a documentary with a mm. huge bias. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're trusting, you know, whatever side of the cable news you fall on, the blogs that pop up in your Facebook feed, whatever. Mm. Everybody's bias is putting them in these echo chambers where it's like, I can't blame you because mm. I wouldn't trust any of it either. Yeah, because we know too much to trust it. But how do you... Like, how do you willingly seek out a balanced opinion in a world where you don't trust anyone else?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no... You just stick to whatever... I mean, it's almost like... uh, What do they call it? Um, Something bias. um, Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. So, after that, when you don't trust anything, you just, like... Follow shit that already confirms what you thought before. And so,
1: that's such a... One of my life tenants, man, and again, you know, not to get on my soapbox here, but one of the things I'll always preach so am blue in the face is like, there's one thing that is certain in life and that's that you know nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so long as you could, like, w- the problem is people are trying to grapple with that and believe mm-hmm. they know something, except mm-hmm. that you know nothing yeah. and take in all perspectives Yeah. and live the truth that's in front of you and allow that truth to change as you learn more about the world. And as soon as you stop doing that, even in the smallest capacity, your life gets monumentally
0: worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's this is the this is the problem. This is what I think probably the root of the the the, the bigger issues that we're it's like people refuse one people don't wanna think that they don't know. Okay oh, cool. and, and, and like one of the things I've always like tried to approach like I have no fucking clue. Um like, I don't... That I don't... should have
1: been named my podcast. We have no fucking <laughs> <club>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I, whether it's, like, how someone walks their walk alive, I can only, like, approach it from... The only way I know how to approach it is, is like, if, if I'm doing it right, it's, like, from a place of, like, love and a place of, like, empathy. Aww. And so whether... Which is, like, I mean, it's it sounds, like, super, like, uh, softy, but that's the only way. So, like, if it's, like, someone, like... Uh, a Muslim or like, or someone like, uh, or illegal or someone like a a Mexican coming over uh, illegally. All I can say is like, okay, well, like, let me, I don't understand the struggle. I don't understand what they're dealing with, but how would I want to be treated? If I come from a place of understanding and from love, then I don't need to know exactly how, this this person's like background and this guy's culture i all i can do is provide them with understanding empathy and try to put help them out in any way i don't need to know all the background and if they're right or they're wrong or their religion or their background is right or why they're here if i if i come from a a place of love and understanding then hopefully that delivers me down the right road but it's all this bullshit that information that like you don't know oh everyone that comes from mexico's is illegal is a yeah. criminal and shit like that and like i don't even know where if we how to get to a place where people operate from a place that like okay well like no we just don't understand it's way too dynamic of issues to break down in like one powerful phrase or blanketed statement all these people are this way all these people are that way it's like, just come from the point that you don't fucking know. And try to do research and try to have conversation. But at the end of the day, just realize you don't fucking know. And,
1: and I guess that's that's the bigger point that I think a lot of people don't understand. Is they think like, you know, the more they research, the more they read, the more they will know. Right? Yeah. It's like, dude, like, this is what's nice about this shit. You can be very lazy and accomplish this. Yeah. To your point, just approach everybody with some love in your heart. Right? It, and it's like, I don't know anything about you. I'm probably not going to take the time to get to know anything about you realistically I don't really give a fuck about you exactly. but you know for the 10 minutes you're here in front of me we're on the subway together we're fucking you know stuck in traffic or whatever yeah. you know what I mean cool like you're human I'm human let's not die today eh? exactly you know what I mean in, like in a world where we don't, we're not forced to survive mm-hmm. you know, in you know modern America if you yeah will. we
0: don't gotta go hunting or anything yeah you know it. what I
1: mean like not, like there are places in this country I guess like there are definitely people in that position but the vast majority of us mm-hmm. ain't nobody really worried about where you're getting food yeah. Now where you're getting healthy food where you're getting quality square meals where you're getting three a day instead of two day you know what I mean there's lots of that you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like shelter is available Yeah. food is available mm-hmm. water is available yeah. now are they as available as they should be God no right but yeah. like put it this way we have enough abandoned houses in this country that if you're homeless you can walk long enough and find yourself a home and nobody would fucking know you were there it, for 10 years exactly. you know what I mean like there's, there's plenty of fucking spots uh, and so that's what's fucking crazy about America on one hand but in a world like that I guess like you you stop you stop caring about those survival needs, right? Mm. You start looking more, you know, down Maslow's hierarchy there, and, you know, towards, you know, these things that, you know, bring you joy, bring, you know, empathetic, you know, value, these kind of, you know, feelings. And in that, I think we often lose like the connection to other people. We're looking to fill oh, ourselves and yeah. in instead of like people don't understand that like I'm I'm a very selfish person. I'm very much one of these people that doesn't understand. I'm not saying that like I'm good at this. Mm. But it like when you go and go do something nice for somebody or mm. just treat somebody well. You don't even it's not like you have to do somebody a favor, to your point, right? Yeah. Like, you see a Muslim dude hustling up behind you going to the corner store, mm-hmm. and you just hold the door instead of letting the door slap. Yeah. Not because he's Muslim, not because he's somebody you know, not because he's an old lady and you're supposed to, it's mm-hmm. because he's a fucking human being, you hold the door for somebody. Yeah. You feel so much better that day.
0: Exactly. It, it, All you got to do is be a little nice to people. But we, we've we lost... I don't know why we
1: keep using Muslims as the example by that. Well, it's I like think bad. that's
0: because they're like the new target. attack target. But I, I think we've... Muslim is the new black. <laughs> we we've, we've lost so much of that. And I think it's a number It's a number of reasons too Because I do think there's an overwhelming amount Especially like the uh, Because the middle class is being Squeezed so much they're almost like Oh well like they're to blame They're to blame they're to blame And you know they look at anyone That's not like them Or they don't have a conversation as like the scapegoat For why they're struggling why generation After generation I think like, like Our generation is like the one generation That's not going to be there's not a clear path to make more, be more successful than right. our parents. And that's scary as fuck for people.
1: And I think what people need to wrap their head around, put a cute little ball in our fucking deep dive into our controversy, mm-hmm. uh, our, our conspiracy theories here, like we yeah. usually do on this podcast, it's like, what people need to realize is we already have more than our parents. What we, what we can have that's greater than mm-hmm. our parents is an understanding and like a shared experience. Like, in previous life, in no other time in history, has a truly shared, collective, national experience been possible. We have a chance to be that generation, and instead we're just fragmenting off into all these places. And we it can be this beautiful, diverse, socialist-ish, you know, democratic socialism, melting pot, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But, like... The beauty of America is that all va- all values, all opinions, all shades, all people, all genders, all everything can be represented. That is the yeah. promise of America, we're not fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. This generation has an opportunity unlike any other, and that to me I think is more than a nicer house or a nicer car or more vacation time.
0: Well, I've been even talking about that as far as like not having as much as like our parents. I'm thinking about like being able to like maybe you, you graduate high school, maybe you graduate College or did some college, and still, if you work forty hours, have benefits, be able to buy a house, and so forth. Yeah, like that's not really. I mean, there's but
1: uh, but I think what it, what I'm trying to say is like technology has or not, is, yeah, but like well, technology is certainly a big part of the, part of that. But like a lot of the reasons those people did those thing, like to get where they they got the success your parents got the mm-hmm. success that last generation got mm-hmm. was always always unequivocally mm-hmm. built on the back of taking your advantage of somebody else. That was capitalism from the end of the depression through about the late 80s. You know what I mean? Like every single way to make money and to get ahead was mm-hmm. built on the backs of you taking advantage of them. Now, you may not feel that way as the factory worker punching your 40 hours and like getting your house mm-hmm. or whatever, but realistically, like you're like that factory was like turning down people of another race, say, or turning down people of other genders, you know what I mean? Because they weren't allowed legally to employ them, or if they did, they did sort of much lower rates so that they could pay you $36 an hour because they were paying black people 12 cents, you know what I mean? Because they were sharecropping cotton, and so when you have a factory job in the mill, you can make $40 and buy a house because yeah. the nigga on the plantation still live in the shack that their grandparents did. Yeah, you know there, what I mean? And, and so that's what I mean. And so we have a chance now to move past that. And instead of all of us beating each other to try and get this finite amount of resources mm-hmm. with the advance of technology, the, the, the resources that need to be consumed by all humans, food, shelter, water, etc., power, you know, utilities, mm-hmm. right? These are all able to be automated and at a surplus in the next 12 to 15 years. Yeah. So as we do that, why are we fighting each other for housing? Why are we fighting each other for better food? Yeah. Why don't we just share all that shit? I know that sounds wild hippie, but like... It, it, on it, some... I'm not saying you can't compete for better and better stuff, but the, like... In the, red- the baseline should be so much higher. It and that's be. gonna be the best generation ever, right? Yeah. Imagine when everybody just grows up in a suburb because we don't need to compact billions of people on top of each other anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where people can... You know, everybody fucking knows how to swim because you had time to take swimming lessons. You speak four fucking languages. Because you didn't have to worry about fucking picking cotton and growing fucking corn. Because yeah. of a fucking robot that does that shit.
0: Yeah. That's
1: going to be way doper to me.
0: That is, but I, I honestly... But that's my liberal
1: you, coastal bias for
0: do you, sure. Yeah, but do you, I, I, I just honestly don't think that we will get there. And, and I think we we will have the... Technology will absolutely reach that point if we don't destroy ourselves in the next couple years. Uh, but... I just feel like we're still just so stupid and so arrogant and and, and competitive and and, and people. I,
1: I don't disagree with you, but I I've made it my mission in this year and years moving forward to try as though it pains me to try and have some optimism about this country because if like I said, if if not us, then who? You know what I mean? And I really believe that, and I just. I have to believe we're capable of it. Do I think we're going to do it? No, I agree with you. I think America is going to fail us. I think people are going to fail all around the world. And I think we're headed towards the apocalypse, if I'm being honest. But that's really fucking dark. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I, I don't want dude, that to I, be I, what I, people with this podcast I, with.
0: Yeah, but honestly, I, I don't. I think we're just as... that. We're probably closer to that than we are this... Oh, facts. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, exactly. And it's... it's It's freaking, it's sad, it's stupid. And I honestly think that, uh, I was going to do this, uh, this blog post, this long, like, article about, like, it was going to be, it was going to be, because, it was going to be called, uh. J J Electronica is the reason why Trump's in office. Oh Jesus!
1: <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be wordy because you got a lot to explain. To exactly. So like <laughs>
0: short, the short, the the short version of this long like essay. I was I may still write it. It's the fact that like J Electronica, like who's like in my opinion like one of the dopest MCs that's never really put out a out an album. Yeah, I like Jay a lot, and it's like continues to push it back and back and back. But you, he has so much to say. Such an intelligent artist who doesn't put out music, and like it's such a, it's such a, a, example of intelligent great people not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think like a chain reaction. Once you get a ton of like brilliant people who just like don't do what they're calling, and I, I feel like, in, not to be too hippie, I feel like humans have calling, humans have things that they should do, and but they have to take that risk, they have to take that leap in order to do it, what they're supposed to do, and I think that um, once you get too many people who don't uh, heed, I think that's the right word, to their calling, then you get the people who aren't supposed to be there fulfilling those spaces
1: interesting
0: and so like it was gonna be like a long like shit yeah. like that so like that so it was like, yeah so that's like my J wow. like yeah. electronic uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh but no i i just feel and that's and that's and trust me there's a ton of things that i wish i would have done and i wish i would have done it earlier that haunt me to this day but i think that like the hum- the main like this is the core of my uh of human that I think that, that will plague human existence is like people not doing what they're supposed to do or not doing that call that internal like feeling that whisper of like you should do this go after it and people don't don't snatch it don't take that risk don't jump off that because they're scared or they don't think they're ready or they're not the one I think that's the reason why you have these evil people in charge because the good people didn't do what they were supposed to do
1: so I'm going to call it a big market tease. My man is definitely writing this blog post this week. (laughs) So we're going to be back talking about this blog post next week. In the meantime, y'all live your true lives, man. Live your true motherfucking lives.
0: Take the risk, man. I'm
1: going to take a quick break here uh, to plug our one and only sponsor, Samson. Uh, I feel necessary to give them love for every single episode because they're hooking us up with all this lovely equipment. Um, Shout out. Shout out to Samson. These lovely headphones. Getting a couple more pairs, a couple new mics, a whole bunch of nice shit. So that's why we're in this crystal clear quality you know, you've been hearing it not the loud equity bullshit we've done before. <laughs> uh and yeah. So the other thing we wanted to touch on here also uh, do we have time to get into the tax plan? There's so much to this.
0: Uh we have we're at forty seven minutes right now, so we can or we can touch just, on we can touch it on we're, Flynn or tax plan. Your call. Uh, Honestly, I, I don't tax. have
1: much. I don't have much to say about Flint. Like Flint got arrested. I think we all saw that coming. I'm curious yeah. to see what the next shoe is to drop.
0: Exactly, and I think round of
1: applause for him going to jail. Besides that,
0: I, I I actually think that they got what they needed out of Trump, and yeah. that's the tax plan and confusion and all this bullshit. And now, I'm sure they're gonna. They can probably easily leverage this Flint thing to get Trump the fuck out of there. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I think that's coming. I think. A uh, part of me is wondering what's taking so long. The other part of me is like, I, I think they pulled the Flynn trigger, want to see the reaction. The reaction is obviously being smokescreened by the tax plan, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing behind the scenes. I, I have a fair amount of certainty. Muller's people's got, you know, some something on the pulse about that through Flynn. Uh, and we're gonna see this all coming down, you know, probably early twenty eighteen.
0: And, and honestly, I don't have, I don't have. Mr. Domus out here. I don't have a, a a ton to say about the tax plan. This tax plan is just normal Republican oh, trickle down no, bullshit. No,
1: no, no, no. Oh, you got what? a lot to
0: say. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, how how
1: normal do you think this really is, my friend?
0: Well, I, I mean, I think it's, it's just, it's. it's from the little bit of <laughs> research I've done, and this wave of bullshit over bullshit, um, and you can elaborate. Okay. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Please. The, the
1: tax code itself, you're right, is like fairly standard Republican fare. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly enough, it does. Uh, here, I'll I'll put I'll point out the good things I actually don't mind. Uh, it raises over time uh, the t- the like taxes paid by the highest tax bracket actually uh, mm-hmm. slightly, uh, so I was surprised to hear that. It obviously every tax bracket under that down to about 500k and up uh, as far as your income goes, mm-hmm. you know, takes a significant pay cut, fairly standard Republican fare mm-hmm. or tax cut rather. Uh, taxes on the middle class go down significantly for about two years, to kick back up slowly till about 2021 or 2022, uh, where they pretty much. G- I know women hate this term, I'm sorry, start raping the middle class again, Uh, jack up taxes higher than they are currently. For most people, there's some variants there. Uh, Weird little loopholes uh, that were like good things that I actually believe in. Uh, The Sinai Peninsula, Mm -hmm. are you familiar with that? No. So it's a region over in the Middle East, Uh, essentially there's been U.S. peacekeepers in the Sinai Peninsula for a very long time, Uh, very often end up engaged in active combat because it's, you know, a fucking war zone on both sides of them. Mm Because uh, we don't classify as a combat zone, Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a story earlier this year that broke. Uh, Essentially, a bunch of soldiers had filed their taxes claiming exemptions for being in a combat zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, That because they weren't legally in a combat zone, now the IRS was trying to get them to pay back like. Oh, I did hear about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they, yeah. they put in like a loophole into this tax plan uh-huh. that would allow them to pay the combat zone tax rate, even mm-hmm. though it's not, the Sinai Peninsula specifically isn't a combat zone. Mm-hmm. They like put in special provision for that. I yeah, thought I heard some, there.
0: some of the soldiers even already paid back a significant amount of yeah, money. Yeah, and already. so I think some yeah. of them might
1: get that back if this passes, uh, yeah. so that would be cool. Uh, one of the other uh, just cool little niche things that I don't think a lot of people saw, uh, shout out to your craft brew gang. I know you're a big small brewer guy, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, they lessen taxes for first 60,000 barrels that you produce mm. from $7 a barrel to three fifty, mm. So it cuts that about in half. Yeah. Uh, pretty much no crappers producing over 60,000 barrels. So that's big for them. Yeah. Uh, it also cuts the rate on the first 6 million total uh, from 18 to 16. Mm. Uh, so de- uh, and that's specifically for domestic uh, brewers. Uh, so that's a nice little bonus for uh, a small business in America. And you know, one of our favorite types of small business crappers. brewers. Uh, so there's some, some wins there Uh Here's some of the fucked up things. Ah, here we go. Uh, right? Dun, Just dun, hit it in this dun, tax bill. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, for starters, my, the big one that everybody should be freaking out about uh, is they. there's a nice little clause in there that changes the definition of personhood for birth to be at conception. Uh-huh. That's in a tax bill. What, what? what? Do we even need to talk about why that's wrong and unethical on every level?
0: So, okay, so this is an effect like abortion.
1: Yes. Uh, it also repeals the individual mandate of Obamacare. Which a lot of people are cool with, and a lot of people want. Anti-Obama states have been lobbying for for a long time. Essentially, it means you can choose not to get health insurance uh, and not pay the tax penalty. Mm. Now, what people don't understand is that what that tax penalty goes to pay is like it off. You know, they, the government pays out all these insurance companies to make insurance more affordable. Mm-hmm. So we've already seen some of the fallout from Trump's. You know, fucking Obamacare rollback and Trump care, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends I was talking to earlier today, his insurance tripled. He can no longer afford health insurance. Wow. If my man gets sick, he's dead. Wow. Like straight up. Yeah. Like, and it's not like he, you know, he's got a pretty decent job. You know, pays his rent, pays all of his bills on time, and shit. Mm-hmm. He just can't afford $780 a month to pay his fucking yeah. health care. Wow. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, Also, shout out to Direct Care. If you're, like, lacking healthcare right now, go find a Direct Care doctor. It's, like, a really good plan. Uh, If you're local, uh, gold in Marblehead is great. A couple other things that are in here that are weirdly niche and nobody's going to pay attention to, so I like to bring light to that kind of shit. Uh, They've essentially changed the way airlines are going to pay corporate tax. Uh, specifically foreign airlines, specifically foreign airlines that American uh, airlines don't fly to multiple times. I think it's a week or a day. Mm. Uh, essentially, what that limits it to is Arab airlines. Mm. So it's uh, Qatar Airlines, or which, you know, fuck Qatar. It's terrible. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, not the airline in the country. Mm. Uh, Emirates, uh, I forget what the other one that flies huge out of there is. Uh, but essentially, it's like quadrupling the tax on Arab airlines mm. uh, in, a, in a, essentially an attempt to, if the travel ban doesn't succeed to make it like very difficult if not impossible for people to start emigrating Mm them from these countries now i know that's like a long stretch but that's kind of the the idea we're getting to so those are a couple of things that are in there uh social programs for instance everybody loves a good social program on the Mm -hmm. left right Mm -hmm. uh so I know you, a lot of you have seen the video about senators arguing about the tax bill and how fucked up it is. One of the, the more viral ones, I guess, uh, was one of the senators talking about teachers. And a lot of teachers obviously pay things out of their own pocket, and these exemptions would no longer be included in this tax bill. So, they. Wow. Because they've cut out the, I believe it's the standard deduction and something else that essentially allows you to claim like a huge amount regardless, you know, as a deduction if you're paying for personal expenses, if you're a small business owner, if you're a barber, if you're a contractor, if you're a teacher, mm. et cetera. Mm. They've gotten rid of that entirely. Mm. However, as a nice little thumbs up, way to go, fucking Republicans, they doubled what was originally the $250 tax write off you got as a teacher mm. to $500. So, if you spend under $500 on, you know, supplies for your classroom, you're good. You can write all that off. Mm. Over 500 go fuck yourself. You're dating a teacher, right? Yeah. How much do you think your girlfriend spends on school supplies every Shit year? Shit
0: time. Probably, like, especially, couple like, brands. yeah, exactly. Especially, <laughs> like, the first, I mean, they, oh, yeah, the first couple weeks, that's all. Because
1: schools don't have any fucking money to give it to exactly. them, so, uh, dude, I knew a teacher had to, print, like, bring her own paper to school because the printers didn't have paper. That's not a joke. <laughs> Uh, and she made 36 grand a year, and now can't write off her paper. So there's that. Paid family leave is another big thing that the Democrats have been lobbying for, right? Uh, Ivanka Trump got on board with that early in the campaign. You know, we thought we had some leverage there. Uh, Democratic platform. Everybody on the left, especially the far left, the Bernie camp, everyone, has been pushing for. You know, a year is the real like far left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more moderate left, I would say, has been pushing 12 weeks, 16 weeks of paid family leave. Mm-hmm. This compromise of a bill to get Democrats to sign on would give you. Let me make sure I'm getting this right here. Would offer companies a tax credit equal to 25% of an employee's earnings. So just so sort we're of that, 25% would be three months' salary, mm-hmm. right? For offering at least two weeks of paid family leave. So the company would make f- what you would get paid in three months yeah. for giving you two paid weeks off when you have a kid. The That's their idea of, fam- of of paid family leave. What the fuck? Yeah, they- you want some more? Or do you you, you nah, got enough yeah, already.
0: Right. I need some more.
1: All right, uh, we drastically changed the way we're taxing churches. Uh, essentially, that you can have a for-profit church and still not pay taxes now. Uh, so, it, it you've also changed the way that churches can donate to campaign funding. So, essentially, you now so churches
0: now can donate to. Camp- uh,
1: if I if I interpret that correctly, let me make sure. Uh, yes, there we go. Uh, there's a, a perfect quote from Ma- Maggie Garrett. She's the legislative director of Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've read a lot of their shit for some odd reason. <laughs> Thank you, my social echo chamber. Mm-hmm. The tax bill threatens the integrity of our elections and all of our tax exempt organizations, essentially by creating a dark money funnel yeah. for religious organizations. Uh, fun times. Uh, oh no! Oh, sorry. That's the abortion rights shit. No, that's that's all I got in my quick notes. It's only been a couple days, though. I'm sure I'll find more. Yeah uh so we don't even have to dive that deep into it because i know we're towards the end of it anyway but i just i feel a need to share that kind of shit with people it's yeah. like no one's reporting like not obviously i'm finding articles on this yeah but no one's gonna have this on the news no this isn't gonna be huge in your social circles nobody's gonna talk over this you know about this over dinner yeah. you know niche communities will talk about like i was mentioning earlier you know the, the monuments right mm-hmm. uh which long story short like I don't even really disagree with all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama, during like the last month of his term, expanded you know, uh, two brand new national parks, which he can do as whimsy as a president. Mm-hmm. Trump's reducing the size of those, still keeping the parks, breaking them up a little bit differently. I'm, I'm all for more public land, but also the federal government owns 80% of the West anyway, so mm-hmm. like I'm cool with them giving a lot of that back to the states. Apparently, according to Utah, that's actually what they've been lobbying for in Utah for a long time mm-hmm. uh, from people I've read there, so... I don't see, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, some of these things are non-issues to me by comparison to some of these other Yeah, things.
0: exactly. Uh, So. Which I, is, they, they, I just don't understand that, like, they continue to squeeze the middle class. It's like, in every facet, it seems like that's, like, they can't understand that, like, these are the people that are in trouble. Like, these are the people that you you continue to just bleed out more it, and more, and it's, it's, it's sad. It's disturbing.
1: i had written this down uh, earlier this week just as a phrase. I was listening, I forget who's podcast, but a couple different podcasts in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kept hearing this phrase when talking about all sorts of things, whether it was uh, social, political issues, whether it's race relationships, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone tends to use this phrase, and I think it's especially damning now, and we need to cut this out of our vocabulary, so if anyone's following us at this point, try to do this at home. Mm-hmm. We all know. Because I hear, I read stuff like this, and like, the start of this conversation was, what we all know is just some more Republican tax bullshit, right? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like, that's how I would usually feel. That's how most of my friends feel. Like, whatever, you know, people are down
0: economics. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know, politicians up to this, like shit again, a couple special interests got squeezed in there, cool, whatever. Mm. Like, no, this is going to change the way you live. This is going to change the way you have sex. This is going to change the amount of money you have to set aside for your house. Mm. This is going to change where you're allowed to travel to or have the ability to travel to. This is going to affect food. This is going to affect everything. You know what I mean? And people don't, you know, we always just say, we all know this. We all know yo know, men do this or we all know politicians do that or we all know the NFL whatever mm-hmm. we all don't know that shit stop assuming everybody knows cuz chances are they don't
0: yeah uh, and we and, and I think we had one of the things is uh we have to stop Doing that, and I, am guilty. I started this conversation guilty. Oh, that's not like I, I'm saying everybody does it. I just yeah. but we we kind of normal normalize a lot of these things, and yes. they're not. And when you slowly, as we do that, we slowly allow our freedoms to slip away. And I mean, I know, and it's, and also what we said before is so much shit that's hard to keep track of it, especially. I mean, even for us, and you know, we. Have, we're not married, don't have kids. I mean, we. Just, I literally spent
1: all of my free time like reading and listening to shit on the internet, trying to find out what's going on in the world, so I can come report it to you guys. Yeah, and, and I'm still not nearly still as on top of the so shit ima- as I want to.
0: Imagine, imagine, imagine you have more than one job. Imagine you have kids. Right. Imagine you're going to the PTA meeting and it's birthdays and it's this and it's that. This is how that's how the American public gets robbed. And that's how, when, when you're busy and you're not looking and not paying attention, they sneak into your wallet and they steal away with your money, they steal away your freedom. And they do
1: it while they're telling you they're saving you money because they're they, going to give they, you a tax they, cut for the exactly.
0: next years. They do it with a blue blazer on, a red tie, and a smile. Facts. Just like this. The, and we're doing this for the American people, but they're not. They're doing it with the fattening of their pocket. They're doing it because uh, corporate interest is in their bank accounts and the people who get squeezed is people who go to work and the American dream where you could just go to go to college and, you know, go to work and have a saving that's slowly getting taken away.
1: And I I guess to to put a nice little like wrap on the whole thing, like to get back to your original point, I think a lot of that just comes down to the whole idea of just approaching people, you know, openly and with love and try to have some understanding. I think on some level, uh, (laughs) All of this comes down to that same concept, which is that, like, we don't all know. And if you agree that we don't all know, then we can talk about what we don't know, and then we can start to learn one another at least a little better. You know what I mean? I I think that should be the goal of all of us at this point in time is like we clearly don't know much about one another we clearly haven't tried very hard to know much about one another and we think it's a big change that you need to make
0: and it's not it's just being nicer to people that you don't know and seeing what happens and stand, and and, and, stand, and being brave and standing up for people who you don't know facts and you know and, stop and, being wild pussy dude and, and standing up for like yourself man taking the risk being the one that stands in front being courageous man cause you know Reason Trump's in the office, man. Jay I ain't dropped the album, dog. <laughs> he would drop so, that album, man. The kids, the kids would have got that truth.
1: <laughs> let's let's put our, our last five top five. Let's talk about people who actually did drop albums. Oh,
0: okay. you like that
1: segue there. I'm getting real I fresh. I like that segue there. Ah, what up, what up, what up? Uh, we're gonna do our last five top five on our favorite new artist of 2017. Our are we keeping this to rappers? Are we keeping this to all genres? What are we doing?
0: Uh, let's keep it to all genres. Right. Uh, You'll have to go first with yours because I am. I haven't been as into the newer artists as I would like, but. Uh, I got a couple on the list. I just have to ah, search through.
1: So, I, I should point out this is inspired because, uh, Spotify, if y'all don't have Spotify, you should definitely get on Spotify. I'm not a big fan of promoting streaming because it doesn't help artists, but Spotify is too goddamn convenient not to. Uh, but one of the nice things it does is it does these little year-end wrap-ups, uh, so it'll give you all of your, kind of, data on what you listen to, do the new artists you found.
0: Do they have, do they have, like, a list of new artists that came out?
1: Uh, that I don't have, like, handy. Okay, cool. Uh, they
0: just have all the popping well they, in the new year? Well, they,
1: well, it's tailored to you so it's tailored oh, to okay. what you listen to uh-huh. uh, let me see where I get to this shit there we go uh, uh, fun, fun fact about this by the way uh, the average age of shit I listen to is exactly 27 oh. my, my two main genres are y'all trash me for this urban contemporary because apparently <laughs> I'm a 33 year old man shout out to my man Chris <laughs> and teen pop because deep at heart I'm still a 14 year old girl apparently <laughs> uh Here we go. So, these are my my top 100 here. All right. Uh, So, unsurprisingly, like, I don't know if I can count him as a new artist for 2017, because I I was on to Vince Staples in 2016, so I'm going to exclude Vince Staples. But if Vince Staples is new to you, go find out about Vince Staples. That's my guy, and I will rep part of Vince Staples on this podcast, as long as he doesn't trash me on the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, I guess my my first pick, honestly, Dave East, man. I am overwhelmingly impressed with Dave East across the board. He put out a couple different projects. The Paranoia Project Tape album, whatever the fuck he's calling that, is fire top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's done some features here and there. He did that record. Where the fuck is it? Time Ticking. Remember Bobby Shmurda? Hot nigga yeah, Bobby yeah, yeah. Uh So right uh, was him, him, Rowdy Rebel, uh, Joel Santana, uh-huh. uh, and then my nigga Dave East, and That shit was like, I banged that all yeah. summer long. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving Dave East probably one of my bigger ones. Uh, you said we're doing all genres,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, all
1: genres. Uh, so I don't know how many people know about them. And like, they're, you know, there used to be like this niche of like white, artists I guess some black artists do this now too uh-huh. uh, but this was like a thing in like the late 90s early 2000s where like you wouldn't know who artists were like the gorillas uh-huh. like you would never see them kind of yeah. thing uh, there's this group called Terra Junior uh, and if I remember correctly it's a guy named Felix Snow who is like a producer and artist or whatever mm-hmm. and then he's got like a couple or it's him some other producer and a female vocalist and they formed a group called Terra Junior mm-hmm. uh, and like I, I never don't know much about them or whatever but every song I find of them is unbelievable uh now as an honorable mention how i got to finding Terra jr uh mm-hmm. was marion hill do you remember that i uh ipod or iphone rather yeah iphone with the airpods commercial that came out like the mm-hmm. top this year yeah would do like slick dancing yeah, yeah, yeah that song down oh that that's in, there that was well so that was marion hill and mm-hmm. i was uh, marion hill was dope I, I liked a lot of their or mm-hmm. her whatever uh shit throughout the year uh but i put on like you know Recommended for whatever, and found Terror Junior. And Terror Junior. was like probably my my surprise artist of the
0: year that I liked yeah, a lot. I don't know what that is. That's my bad. I'm like trying to find my artist. So no, nah, you good. <laughs> uh,
1: the other one I know I'm gonna get killed for, but like that's fine by me. Is Black Bear, man. Oh like, yeah, dude. I, I
0: was listening to his album this weekend. Yo, I fucking love that it. Bad. Uh,
1: but like, but uh, I caught Drink Bleach, which came out in 2016. But I got put onto that this year, and then uh, Digital Drug Lord is just. Top to bottom, like... I I don't know, like... I get not everybody down, like, pop rap. And I was getting killed on Facebook for this earlier when I posted my top 100 or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, being into pop rap now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it's... It's that special blend of, like, EDM club music that I love. Like, yeah. I'm out in the club. Like, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, rapping about shit that's still kind of, like, you know i'm with the shits bro i'm like i'm out here like fucking bitches getting paper selling drugs od and off shit but also i'm wild depressed and like in my feelings and, like that's just where i'm at man yeah. Th- that music just meets me where i'm at in my late 20s so if you got a problem with it you can fuck all the way up i don't to really give <laughs> two shits uh, see it's tough for me because like aside so those are my three big ones like yeah. Vin- like vince like i said i was already on to but i fucked with heavy uh Black Bear is one of my favorite new artists of the year. Terror Jr.'s fire. I think everybody else kind of blends into that second group for me, so it's hard to pick out a couple top five. Mm -hmm. But the two I'm going to throw out there, uh, because also... So I told you this off there, but I'll I'll, I'll share this with everybody here. i I made a New Year's Resolution at the top of 2017. I wasn't going to listen to any old music. I listened to only new music in 2017. uh, 2016 and newer. I tried to cut it off about summer 2016. Everything from there through this year. Uh, And it was a really pleasant surprise because it forced me to listen to a lot of different music because a lot of you know I, I'm a big hip hop fan I'm a big pop punk fan a lot mm-hmm. of shit in both those genres is trash right now mm-hmm. so you gotta like dig for good stuff or like find new stuff to listen to uh and outside of that I you know started to find a lot of like newer pop that I really fucked with and Zara Lawson Zara? Zara? Zara Larson, I think is how you pronounce it she would like again surprisingly good full album people mm-hmm. don't really put out good full projects anymore it's yeah. like a single especially in that single genre posture right
0: now yeah,
1: yeah you know what i mean it's like oh i got this hard beat i got this girl who could sing like mm-hmm. i'm put that out and then we're gonna like put on an album behind it and like hope we get some spins mm-hmm. uh that was not the case for her at all like that shit bang top to bottom uh she's got a record on there called sundown i recommend everybody go play at a party where mm-hmm. you're trying to get laid it's uh it's Fucking uh afternoon delight for our generation essentially. Mm. She's just talking about trying to get some dick before the sun go down. Uh and it's mm. pretty terrific the whole way through. The beat's hard as fuck. Uh WizKids on that, you know, WizKid. Yeah. Uh, from six yeah. yeah. Uh so I fuck with him heavy like that was a dope track. Uh, the other person I'm gonna shout out, uh, cause twenty seventeen was also a year I tried to listen to more women, especially mm. in hip hop. Mm. Uh I just I thought there was a lot of female rappers out there who just were well, like behind some of the shit I don't want to listen to like the Cardi's and
0: the Nicky's like I thought I was Cardi's gonna be on my list actually see I I don't like Cardi's
1: cool but that's just like I'm happy for her. That's yeah. not music I ever put on. Exactly. You know what not, I mean? Like that's music I'll hear out and like I'll dance she, to, but I don't she, listen
0: to. She really only has one single, but it's popping.
1: But and, like, yeah, I, I've got a couple even... other tracks of hers, and like eh, it's not horrible, but it's not like I said, it's not something yeah. I put on. Uh, Kamaya, are you familiar with Kamaya? Yeah, 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 she's
0: dope. She's so I don't
1: know if I'm just late to that party or what, but I love Kamaya, and I think she's gonna get lost in one of those like came out too early in 2017 to get mentioned a lot. And that's part of the reason I picked some of the people I did. Uh, is well, that, I heard
0: she was. She wanted to. She she's been trying, dying to drop her album, and the label's been holding it off. I think she actually even leaked the single recently, yeah. just to like get it out there.
1: Well, honestly, I think she felt kind of what I was saying is that like people for like she came out strong at the top of the year, mm-hmm. and by like June, people like stopped talking about her. Yeah. I think she wants to be back on the radar at the end of the year, so that it doesn't happen again next year. Yeah. Uh, and I I hope that doesn't because I think she's really dope. Uh, fuck it up with YG is the single I recommend from her Uh, if that shit don't get you amped to go do all sorts of shit I don't know what's wrong with you that beat is hard as fuck shit Mm -hmm. slap like a motherfucker you put that shit on the gym you put that shit on the whip you put that shit on going to kill somebody going to work I don't give a fuck what Mm -hmm. you are doing that shit gonna go Uh, so, that's a big thing for me this year, is just finding music that fit my vibe and my life, instead of trying to make my life fit my music, Mm -hmm. uh, and I found a whole bunch of different shit that I really fucked with, so, uh, if any of y'all looking for some new shit to listen to, that's my top five of the year, go check any of that shit out that's new to you, Vince Stables, Kamaya, Zara Larson, Black Bear, uh, Tara Jr., Tara Jr., Jr. Tara Jr.,
0: All right, my, my turn, and yeah, mine's man. is like, dude. Honestly, I haven't. I'm old school, so I haven't listened to a lot of new music. And you're way
1: more of a hip hop head than I am. So yeah, I'm, but I'm it's just like a know. lot of
0: these music, a lot of the new hip hop. I'm not, I'm not listening to that Lil Pump. I'm nah. not listening to Lil Z I'm nah. not listening to that, no, no uh, Gucci Gang. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. So we, those we
1: are the, we come from that Kanye generation, Louis V all day. No, no yeah, gang.
0: exactly. So. um... Shout out to Cardi B. She was on my list just because she has a hot single. And as far as new artists that I've listened to and paying attention to, she's got. I would be. I would be fronting if I didn't. Oh, she's the audition.
1: hottest shit in the world yeah. right now. I don't. You heard she got Grammy nomination.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's wild to me. Bro. And uh, yeah. Strip
1: club records getting Grammy nods,
0: bro. But uh, so the rest of okay, so T Grizzly was my favorite new artist. Up yeah, there. yeah. The, so I hadn't heard nothing about him until the cipher. I, I
1: caught the B T cipher, and I was really
0: surprised how much I like T Grizzly. T Grizzly is is like my favorite. Like I'm looking forward to his his album. Like even Jay gave him the nod as having the hottest song out. Midwest. He's from uh, Detroit, so I gotta give him a shout out. T Grizzly's my favorite artist of the year, so that's my number one. Okay. Uh, I have to, and this, I get hated on earlier for this when I told my boys, Jaden Smith just dropped a new album. Yeah? It is I did not keep you for Jaden Smith? Dude, fan. I wasn't, dude. I just, okay, check out his new album. It's called Sire. It's, yeah, Apple Music or Spotify. It's on there. Jaden Smith,
1: like Will Sung.
0: Yeah, like Wilson. It sounds Let's like it sounds like it sounds like like a Kanye sound, dude. It's no, dope. no, I like Jen, it's dope.
1: Jen Smith. Is bro,
0: like we I went over. It, I
1: listen to teenage music, dude. Jane Smith is like Soul Child, bro. Dude,
0: like I'm I, with him. I hated. It. I I didn't like. It. I actually hate. I I I. I, I Will Smith is like my hero. Like, like I love Will Smith, dude. Like, that's my man. Like, I check out a episode
1: one of this podcast. You can hear him suck Will Smith's dick for like <laughs> twenty minutes. I
0: would take a bullet for Will Smith. I put He's that not way. kidding. That's one hundred percent factual. But yeah, J- but Jaden Smith, uh, I didn't like him before. I thought he was a weird, dude. But this album, like I gotta be a hater if I said, this album's dope. Put some on my list as new artist. Sorry, by the way, I forgot
1: Davies was on my list. I loved, I'd put him in place of Vince Staples because Vince wasn't out this year for me. Sorry.
0: I need to expand it up before I get killed before. yeah uh Galant oh yeah dude that uh, his album that he released
1: see I didn't hear his album this year. His album last year that he like toured behind like that was like one of the maybe best that's what really I'm here. talking about wasn't it I forget the name of it uh, if I saw the fucking art I'd know it but like yeah uh, yeah that album was fucking crazy dude
0: that album is six oh, let me check my iPod for the name of it um Nah, that shit was fucking crazy. Like, Dude, that... Uh, Oligy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. Okay, so that album was dope. I don't know if that was this year or last year, but since I don't have a lot of new artists I'm pop, I'm rocking with, he has to go on there. Uh, I don't have a fifth artist, man. Um, so I would have to toss... Um, I would have to t- I mean, Nipsey Hussle, who's uh, he's been out for a while. Yeah, I was he say, just you to Nipsey Hussle
1: a new artist. Well, he just He,
0: shot, he just signed a major, so like, I yeah, I'm to, coming. For him, though. And just dropped a new single, so I just tossed that out there. As he just, he, he, he's doing new. He's reaching a new level. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's all I really got on my on my new artist list, man. I don't really. I mean, everyone else is like. Kind of questionable. Yeah, kind of questionable.
1: Oh, 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 sorry. Here, I'm going to take your of ball because I forgot to mention him and good God, I'd be upset with myself.
0: Who's that?
1: Black. Six Slack, whatever you want oh, to call yeah, him. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, his joint was hot. The, his th- was fuck hot.
1: Like, I, I fucked all the way up. Let me rewind this podcast and let everybody know. That's my artist of 2017.
0: Yeah, he's-, he's Unquestionably, he's, yeah.
1: the best thing yeah. I listened to all year long was Free Black. Yeah. I put that shit on- Close the blinds, light a candle, smoke a blunt, and at some point you're gonna want to fuck your girl. Or at some point you're gonna want to <laughs> jump out the window. At some point you wanna g- gonna become a millionaire. Like there's a lot of things that're gonna happen to you during that album. That album yeah. is unfucking believable. Yeah. That is all the feelings, all the emotion, and loses none of the Atlanta trap. Yeah. Like that shit goes motherfucking hard the whole way through. Shout out to him. Uh, also catch him on the BT cipher with T Grizzle. Yeah. He was like, yo, that whole cipher was crazy.
0: Oh, uh, and I'm and and. If you just look for new music, Miguel just dropped a new album. Yeah, that's just corny dude. though. I didn't like it at all. Oh, you kidding me, dude? I that's, gotta give it another uh, listen, maybe
1: through. But uh, like, yeah. it just—I was saying yeah. earlier about like music that
0: fits my vibe. Yeah, that shit yeah, has no good. place in my life oh, right okay. now. All right. All I
1: just—the I like. single was cool. Like, it's like a cool radio yeah. thing to throw in the background, but I don't really like it. Uh, the rest of the album is like, I don't know. Yeah, no. no like, like it sounded like worse versions of shit I already heard him do. I'll just go play those records. Yeah, no,
0: I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with him, and I'm rocking with Jaden Smith's new album. Uh right, jane
1: jane smith and black and wait no, who was your artist of the year
0: oh t grizzly t grizzly t grizzly, t. grizzly,
1: is, t. grizzly is t grizzly is dope he's on that so that's what we'll plug go check out the bt cypher with t grizzly and black uh we'll, we'll throw a link up for with that cypher because y'all should listen to that in yeah. general that's a great introduction to the two of them we'll pick one of them to play on the outro of this too so y'all can get a little preview uh the other one on the intro how's that sound which one? We'll, we'll do like T Grizzly on the intro, black on the outro or some shit. Yes, I'm not. Like, Alright, cool. Yeah, that way I'm y'all not. can get a little intro and know who they are. Uh y'all got anything
0: else you want to put in this? Nah, man, that's it, man.
1: Alright. Uh so this has been episode seventeen of the Late to Work Podcast. Y'all already know who we are. It's your boy Money Mitch, aka King Lear, aka a whole bunch of other shit I ain't gonna get into. How at your boy Mitch Gaines is at MGainer twenty two, at ML twenty two, depending on what social media platform you're rocking with. I'm here rocking with my boy Chris Thomas. Holly Chris only Allen what do you got for dates, bro? What do you got coming up? Uh,
0: This Thursday, I am at uh, John Harver's Ale House and Brewery.
1: That's going to be lit. I'm actually going to be there. You guys come out meet us. That'd be dope.
0: It'd be dope. Uh, Also, I'm doing February 2nd, I think it is, or 4th. I think it's the Sundays. I'm doing improv. It's the People Show. It's going to be live. Uh, that's all I, I can remember. I need to print out this beforehand, but I'm worthless host and I'll have some more days for you soon am I
1: the only professional
0: on this yeah, show apparently no,
1: so good. if you're looking to find us online together you can search us at late to work on Facebook just late to work with the numeral 2 uh, on Facebook SoundCloud iTunes uh, it's at underscore late to work on Twitter or you can email us at late to work podcast at gmail.com uh, we are going to be doing a whole bunch more interviews a whole bunch more features and stuff coming up here in 2018 so if you want to get in touch there's some cool shit we should check out some cool shit we should talk about definitely get in touch let us know your thoughts your feelings your questions or whatever, uh look forward to interaction with all y'all. Uh anything else we gotta hit?
0: Alright,
1: thanks for listening. As always, stay late, don't
0: yeah, be too I am listing my problems. Got that one on my line that won't stop fucking calling. It's crazy I made her that way. Every time I see her out, I see the hate in her face. Like, why you do that? Tell her you love her when next week you just want your space. Why you do, why you do that? Tell her you wanna, but next week you do your own thing. Can't explain it, but you know it working for me.